Good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14 is where we're going to be today. Um, Last week, if you recall, or if you weren't with us, we talked about humility and how humility was Paul's solution to potential disunity in the church. Humility. And he also talked about joy. We talked about how the book of Philippians is a little book about joy. And we talked about how a group of Christians, when they go together with humility, they can go farther than they imagine. And I encouraged you to memorize Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, which says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider yourselves less, consider others as more important as yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for their own interests, but also for the interests of of others. So I want you to keep that scripture in mind. Okay? In humility, consider others as more important than yourself when we read Luke chapter 14, verse 7 through 11. It says, When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. This is Jesus speaking. When someone invites you to a wedding feast... Do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humble. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. Here in this scripture, we find that Christians take the lowest, least desirable places. And we're really talking about more than just a wedding feast or a wedding reception, right? I mean, I guess when you go to a wedding reception, you know, take the least important seats when you go. But we're really talking about more than that because this is a parable. It goes deeper. We're talking about all aspects of life here. So considering others as more important than yourself should be the standard Christian practice. Okay? Because others are more important than you. They get the more prestigious places. You get the less desirable places. Now Christ, he certainly practiced what he preached, right? He came from heaven to earth. Okay, earth is not a very desirable place to be. Especially if you come from heaven. Okay, right? I mean, for a lot of us, we don't like the way things go around here. Think about if you came from heaven here. Earth is not a very desirable place to be. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He took the role of a servant. Not a desirable role to take. And then Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins. He died a slow, painful, shame-filled death. The cross, that's not a desirable place to be, right? Absolutely not. But he did these things 
because he is pure, unadulterated humility. To his core, Christ was humility. And he considered others, like you and me, as more important than himself. So what about, what about today, in today's world? What about beyond Christ? Can we find humility today in a world where we are king and queens? Words like humility and submission and obedience are almost naughty words. We value independence and individualism. Humility can be a very difficult thing to find. Unless that is, you know a good mother. Right? If you know a good mother, you have seen humility face to face. Now that's something that I've learned a little more lately in the last two years. Liesl was almost two years old. Now a good father certainly needs humility too. But the mother especially needs humility. Because those kiddos are especially demanding on mama. Right? I mean, as if carrying a baby inside of your tummy for nine months wasn't enough. The mother, sick and nauseous for much of that time. Her feet swell. She has unusual cravings. And sometimes her hair even changes color. That is not a desirous place to be in. Right? Okay, and one would think that breastfeeding would just come naturally, just be done with ease, it would just occur simply. Nope. It's going to be a struggle. And it's going to be painful. And the mother's going to have to get up a couple times in the middle of the night to experience that struggle and that pain. Not a desirable place to be. So far... If the mother has not learned humility, it's going to be a tough road to hoe because that child is not going to rest until that mother empties herself out. Right? When Liesl really needs something, she doesn't go to Dada. She goes to Mama. Okay, when she scrapes her knees or falls down, if Mama's around, it's got to be Mama who kisses that alley. It's got to be Mama who holds her and rocks her and wipes her tears. Now, depending on what time Liesl wakes up in the morning, um, sometimes her mom is the first person she sees and sometimes her dad is the first person to see. When the first person that she sees is her dad, she looks up from her crib and it's kind of like, you know, gives this look of disappointment almost disgust come on Lisa it's time to wake up good morning when it's her mom that she sees first it's mama okay arms up ready to start the day mama is so important when Liesl is sick she whines and complains incessantly not to daddy but to mama and mama gets all of Liesl's bad moods she gets the brunt of the bad attitude she gets the sweet potatoes in her hair she gets the slaps to the face 
She gets the whole repertoire of dirty looks. Mama gets all that. And I don't know if that will ever change. You know, sometimes kids can be quite the handful. I mean, sometimes I think that if small children weren't so cute, they might all be in jail right now by the way that they behave. I mean, man. So it's often the case that motherhood is not a very desirable place to be. It is humility in action. Humility in action is motherhood. So scientists say that you can learn a lot about the past, the environment, and the weather if you look at the cross-section of a tree and look at the tree rings, right? A lot of us know that. Um, each ring represents one year, and each ring tells a story about what the environment was like that year. So some years, you know, you look at a ring and it'll tell scientists that it was the, an ideal uh, environment for growing. And some, some rings will say, well, some type of stressor existed that year. Maybe it's a forest fire or an insect infestation or a drought or a blizzard. Can you imagine if a mother had tree rings? Okay? If a mother had tree rings, you would definitely be able to tell what year the children came into her life. I mean, maybe that first year would be like a forest fire. Maybe the terrible twos would be a blizzard. Maybe the teenage years, maybe they'd be like an insect infestation. <laughs> yeah. And maybe the year that the, the child leaves home, maybe that year is like a drought. But if a mother had tree rains, they would certainly have a lot to say. I got that illustration from our Hispanic uh, minister, Leo. He gave me that idea. So why do ministers, or why do mothers, why do mothers do it? Why do they willingly put themselves in a less desirable place? Well, remember how last week I talked about um, how Paul said to rejoice to these Philippian Christians, even though the circumstances surrounding the writing of that letter were anything but joyful. They were depressing. People were being thrown into jail. Paul himself was in jail when he wrote the letter. There was arguing and complaining. Yet Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Why were these Christians and Paul sitting in jail, why were they able to rejoice and be joyful? Well, it's because they saw the bigger picture of how there is honor. They knew, like what Proverbs 15.33 said, that humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. So the undesirableness of motherhood is worth it if the mother takes the big picture look at life and she sees the honor of motherhood because there is honor in raising children. It's an honorable responsibility. The mother's humility comes before 
the honor. Well, I asked a few mothers of Heartland via email a simple question. I asked them, what do you enjoy most about being a mother? Now, I couldn't ask all mothers, so for those of you that I didn't include, I'm sorry. Um, But we only had so much time, so I asked a select few mothers. Uh, Many mothers really enjoy witnessing their children learn new things. Okay, that's what I found in the mother's responses. By the way, thank you for the mothers who responded to my question. For example, Miranda Harris says she enjoys watching Roman's face light up when he finds something he loves. Similarly, Kim Purcell enjoys watching Avalon discover and enjoy new things. Jenna Reddock enjoys learning about Clara's preferences and watching her become her own little person. I think we all do, Jenna. Jenna also adds that she enjoys being needed by Clara, being the one to calm her fears, dry her tears, and hold her close when she needs it. Julianne Strasser enjoys watching her boys as they discover new things and reach new milestones. Erica Shear loves seeing Sutter's personality blossom and answering all of Sutter's wonderful questions like, why did Jesus die on the cross? Couldn't he have used his magic powers to get away? Sutter, that's a great question. Alicia Turner says, what I enjoy most is sharing my favorite things with Liesl and seeing her delight in them too. So, a big part of what makes motherhood worth it is watching the children learn new things and grow. Okay, it's, it's great to witness your children bearing fruit, right? For Jana Aspel, it's simply time spent together that she enjoys most. While Amanda, Amanda Gill says she has learned a lot about what love is from being in the role of mom. Shelley Rippey says, when someone tells me that my child is kind or loving or of good character, when this baby, this now grown person, is exactly who God intended them to be, that's my favorite thing. And Dina Bridgman says, it's the hardest job I have ever had. Really, Gabby? Come on. But, Dina says, it is the job with the most rewards. Okay, Gabby, touche. So maybe from the outside, when you look at mom, and she's got rings under her eyes, and she's holding a dirty diaper in one hand, and she has sweet potatoes in her hair, maybe you look at somebody and you think, man, this should be somebody who is forlorn, depressed, and angry. But in reality, you are looking at humility face to face. And humility comes before honor and joy. So I'll close with one more mom quote. This mother chose to be anonymous, but one mom said that being a mom isn't just about the kids. It's also about what God teaches me through them. He's working really hard to teach me patience, kindness, and gentleness. Some days 
it's a struggle. But God entrusted these children with their beautiful hearts, brilliant minds, and precious souls to me. He sent them to me to take care of. And that thought humbles me, calms me, brings me to tears and gratitude sometimes, and empowers me to continually strive to be a better mother with more patience, more kindness, and more gentleness. So to the humble moms out there today, we thank you and we honor you for your humility. Humility does, in fact, exist in the world today. Look no further than mom. Pure humility. May we learn something from the humility of mothers. So this morning, maybe, uh, maybe this year has been a forest fire year for you or a drought year. Well, you're not alone. You're, you're not going through it alone. This, you're in the right place to get help. Maybe today you need to become a Christian. Maybe that's been on your mind. There's no better time to do it than right now. Okay, whatever your needs, you come forward to the front row. You can see myself or an elder up here accompanying me, or you can see me afterwards. Whatever your need, please come as we stand and sing.